Hello, listeners. This is Tony, and you're listening to my education podcast. I teach math, and I might dabble in talking about some education in general, but it's really going to be math education focused. And I've been talking about um, uh, thinking classrooms, building thinking classrooms for the past several episodes. And it is November 1st, uh, 2022. Um, we had Halloween yesterday. And I thought I'd give a, a, a status report on how things have been going. First off, it has been really busy. My goodness, it's been busy. Uh, I teach a few classes and <clears throat> I'm department chair for my school. And uh, I'm also, I spend one class period being sort of a math coach for my department, really helping them create assessments. Uh, we are, our, our standardized test scores are putting us at the bottom of our district and we are working hard to right the ship on that and uh we believe that it's not not so much that we're bad teachers or or anything like we're not working hard we're just not aligned to those uh high stakes uh standardized exams so we're really just aligning ourselves to that and we have a lot of powerful uh, uh, programs on campus, and uh, we all believe they're very effective. And we're aligning ourselves uh, to not only the assessments, but we're aligning our programs to support our work on those assessments too. Like we have a, a tutorial, a very nice tutorial system, and. Uh, uh, it's uh, with stamps and planners and kids go to places they need to go when they need extra help and such. And, and we, um, we're, we have a very strong uh, professional learning community where we plan together, we assess together, and we look at our data together, and we use our, our structured um, uh, tutorial time to support those students. I mean, it's just rocking and rolling. It's really great. So you know, why, why wouldn't we show tremendous um, growth and uh, great scores on those tests? It really, again, just comes down to that, those assessments. So I've been working on that. It's just, um, it's, it's, uh, like I said, it's super busy, which is exciting for me. And I, I like being busy. Um, but I teach two classes of uh, algebra to eighth graders. So that's an advanced class. Many of those students I've had in the past, or they, I had them last year, and uh, roughly half, I don't know, some maybe a little bit more than half. Um, and I think that class is going well. I think it's going pretty well. There are a lot of A's in my class, in my two classes, my two algebra classes. And uh, I don't know, I feel like when students, when everyone's getting a super high grade, I wonder if I'm not challenging them enough. I, to me, the sweet spot is maybe like a 85% average where, you know, there's room for them to grow and 
uh, and there's there's stuff for us to work on. But I'm about to grade a quiz. Oh, and it was pretty cool. But anyway, <clears throat> I was I'm I'm about to grade this quiz, and uh, 90% of them got them all correct. So <laughs> I don't know if it's uh you know if I up the rigor and uh, the scope of what we're trying to do they might rise to that as well, which is cool too. Um, they're uh, in, in many ways they're, it's great that they're concerned about their grades, but uh, sometimes it's a little bit too much. You know, if they miss a point or two, we have a system where you can retake tests, port, portions of the test. See, part of our professional learning community is we unwrap the standards that we teach and we prioritize them. And, so those prioritized standards are the ones that we support the most. Uh, so in our what we call our SWELL program, which is our structured tutorial program, right in the middle of the day, um, if students don't do well on the prioritized portion of our test, they come in and they get retaught and reassessed until they get it. But um, what's tough is, uh, for a new score, just on that priority portion of the test. Now, they don't retake the whole test. Just what my partner and I, my my team teacher and I, have uh, deemed as most important. And uh, so that that gets them to chase points. And it's, it's a bit of a bummer. Because if they miss one point, they want to retake this thing. And then if they do worse, they obviously got to take it again. And it's kind of bogging down that system. And uh, I'm working with our, our PLC coach. We have one on campus. He was uh, a history teacher on campus, and he's been moved into that PLC coach for a couple of years. And he has a unique grading system that's pretty cool. And I'm excited to dive into that. And I'll be talking more about that in a future episode as I uh, uncover that and work through it. But, um, but you know, coming back to the um, building thinking classrooms. I was hot and heavy and I was doing it, but my boards are awful. I look at, they're unusable. <laughs> you can't erase them really without a, real, a lot of effort. And, uh, and I got a lot of them and they're old. I've had them for years and years. And I think that it's just time for them to get replaced, but that's gonna be, that's gonna be thousands of dollars. So I got to find that money somehow. I think that, um, oh, today, or today, yesterday, yesterday, I think we had a pretty cool thing. I, I want to talk about uh, perpendicular lines, the slopes of perpendicular lines. And if you're a math teacher, you know, oh, yeah, you know, it's just uh, the, you take the slope, you take the opposite reciprocal of the slope, and there you go. And the slopes of perpendicular lines have a product of negative one. And that's it. You really just kind of say it and move on, usually, in that lecture-based model. But I had this this um, series of worksheet or a series of questions. It's really just four questions. And I have it in front of me here. I'll put a link in the description if you want to take a look at it. Uh, and I'll have a YouTube video of me teaching it. Because what I want to do is I also want to create a YouTube course, a YouTube algebra course, where students can watch it. And then uh, my idea is um, 
you watch it. There's tons of videos on watching how to do stuff, but then after you watch it, you want to practice it. So I want to have a link uh, that goes along with that uh, video that uh, at, when you're done with the video, practice some problems. Anyway, this perpendicular lines, uh, I'll call it a discovering perpendicular slopes maybe. Um, but I, I have students plot a point and rotate it 90 degrees and then plot another point and rotate that 90 degrees. And then we compare the slopes of those two points. And what's cool about this is my students are eighth graders. They're taking the eighth grade SBAC test. And part of that in the geometry portion is rotating points. So we get to kind of hit two standards with one idea here and we're rotating it 90 degrees clockwise and 90 degrees counterclockwise and we talk about the the algebraic uh notation for that that mapping and it was just a cool conversation and, and students were able to without me telling them hey uh this is how you rotate 90 degrees. Well, I did a couple and I kind of did this wonky way of doing it. But then through that, they noticed, hey, we can switch the position of the X and Y coordinates and switch the sign of the Y. Uh, you know, when it comes to the, I don't know, they, they just kind of saw this pattern happen. Say, hey, we can just switch this. So without me telling them, they were able to came, come up with that. And I, you know, and I prompt them a little bit. I said, you know, there's always patterns in math. You know, sometimes we just exploit those patterns. And they wonder, well, what does exploit mean? So it's, it's just great conversations that we have. <clears throat> anyway, uh, they uh, they rotate the points. They connect. Uh, you know, if, if you have point A and B, okay, and then you rotate a and B 90 degrees clockwise. We'll call it A prime, B prime. And now we're going to compare the slopes of those. I, I, we draw the lines on the graph to show that, hey, it even looks like it might be perpendicular. And it certainly needs to be because we rotated them 90 degrees. I mean, there you go, 90 degrees and perpendicular. There's a definition right there. And, uh, and then they're starting to see that, oh, the slopes themselves are doing something similar to the coordinates uh, as as the coordinates get rotated 90 degrees, the slopes are doing something similar where they're opposite signs and they're reciprocals. And they just came up with it themselves. I didn't even tell them. I, I looked and I looked shocked, you know, like, wow, you think that's going to work? Let's see you on the next one. And so uh, it was a cool discovery thing. It only takes, I don't know, 15 minutes, something like that maybe 18 minutes. And then uh, at the very end, I, I say, hey, the relationship between slopes and perpendicular lines is this. So you get to formalize this idea. Uh, and then and then I have a follow-up question. Okay, I got an equation here in slope-intercept form. Uh, give me something that's perpendicular to this. And then, and then we get to discuss, well, it doesn't matter what the y-intercept is. Um, it can be anywhere here. It's always going it, to, what we really care about is that uh, slope and that they're opposite reciprocals. So uh, that was pretty cool. The the testing, I, I keep coming up with, I've, I've searched the internet high and low. I'm looking within my district. I actually have a test from uh, another school uh, within our district that I, I think perhaps the highest performing school in our district. Uh, I got an in with the algebra teacher there and they've been bringing us uh their tests which i'm super excited about and um because well this is my first time teaching algebra i've been teaching forever but uh never algebra and 
so I have these ideas and sometimes my ideas, they just go way too far. <laughs> I go way too far with this. And it's and algebra one is really just a, an introduction to all these ideas. Um, but um, I, it's, it's been a blast. It's, it's been super cool. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so with grading, Grading has been the one with be, uh, building thing classrooms that I just, I mean, we can have discussions and I can have discovery and they've been uncovering things, which is really cool. I think it makes it very engaging, but the grading portion of building thinking classrooms in the book, I just can't see it. I, I don't get it. Uh, and so I'm, I'm kind of, I'm moving on to another grading system because like I said, they're just bogging down the system, trying to accumulate every point. And it's, it's the, I think the learning gets a little bit lost in that when they're just looking to accumulate points. And um, so I, I'll be, I'll be uh, working with that. And uh, oh, there, oh, there's this other thing too. Um, there's a teacher at another district for my principal's, uh, former district and this teacher is uh uh awesome terry daniels I, I actually don't know the name of the school that he's at but um he um he's been uh he's a bit of a programmer teacher turned programmer and he programs uh math problems into a website called my open math and he described it as this website that was created by I, I guess teachers professors whatever somewhere in the someone in the education community was tired of all the textbooks expensive textbooks i think it starts in the college ranks and it's filtered down maybe the high school and uh terry's uh i believe works at a uh, well i think he works with uh, high school students and um middle school teachers but anyway it's um it's a website and uh it's the questions are all made by teachers and boy terry is just very detailed about his questions very difficult stuff and i i really like it uh it's well thought out well planned well executed and we've been using some of his stuff because there's a lot of crossover between algebra and uh math uh, and eighth grade math so you know when we talk about functions that's eighth, that's both subjects right there there's a lot of crossover so we've been using that and that's been stretching the students brains quite a bit now, every time they get stretched their brains get stretched i get i get excited about that i want them engaged and uh proud of what they're learning and i think that's happening uh, we will take, uh, in December, our district uh, does the iReady testing, which is by Curriculum Associates. And we took the first diagnostic at the beginning of the school year, and they're going to take a second one in December. And I'm really looking forward to the growth that they've made. I really want that test to show that they've grown a ton because we hit a lot of difficult topics in here. I'm, I'm working. But anyway uh this is all i have time for if you would like to participate in the show and if you i mean especially i mean math teachers come on if you're doing this stuff or whatever you're doing let's talk about it is it working is it not working um we'll just get real about it and uh and that's it so thanks again for 
listening and uh, catch you next time.